When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. four years ago and give this guy a market deal when he's hey he's going to generate great numbers but he's going to take you anywhere who's going to do that yeah nobody's going to do that mike and, it, and it's a great point he's not going to get that much money on the open market if he hits the open market so if i'm the vikings i'd probably take my lumps here see what he delivers it's going to cost me more money if i go and win and he shows that he can be a, a playoff-winning quarterback, which he has only done once in his career. He's won one playoff game. So if he can't do that for me this year, then I'm going to look to move on to somebody better for next year. Comments from YouTube, Purple Daily Edition, brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also TCL TV. Enjoy more with uh, TCL. And in both cases, if you're enjoying a Surly or you purchase and are enjoying sports on a TCL, you can tweet us the pictures uh, at Score North, at Jay Zolgad, at Dex Tweets for right. for executive producer and co-host Declan Goff. Let me start the show by saying this. Okay. I am sick and tired of people questioning Kirk Cousins. Oh. This man has given the last four years of oh, his boy. life oh, to boy. trying to win football games, oh, earning boy. every cent. He deserves it all. He deserves a new multi-year contract that breaks the bank. And I am so tired of Florio and his people all being Cousins haters coming in and poking at our quarterback in this town. That's my quarterback. Oh, boy. All right. Back to the the actual show. Your comments from YouTube edition on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and our podcast feeds where you we answer your questions, comments, about the Minnesota Vikings year-round and even twice this week. Now it's the offseason. Judd and I do it on Mondays. Mackie, Judd, and myself will answer them on the weekends as well. Uh, yes, there are some Kirk comments here, but actually I'm going to start in a different direction. Yes, praise be to God. We will not start with hey, Kirk you Cousins. You started discussion. with a clip about Kirk Cousins, right. so I, and I got, I'm, I'm worked up I now. Do. But I, I think this question should, uh, should spark Judd Zolgad in a nice direction as well. This is from Steve. He says, hey, Judd. How do you think Justin Jefferson's attitude will be after your take that wins won't matter in 2022? Do you really want a disgruntled Jefferson? This kid is a winner and biting his lip to this point. Oh, I like that question. Uh, Justin Jefferson will be far more satisfied if I am trying to obtain a real winning leading quarterback. So you're not going to say, hey, Justin, here's the deal. We are going to let Kirk go and we are never going to find a quarterback. 
who's even as good as Kirk. And the next guy that we, we bring in somehow is going to be more selfish. And you're going to hate life here until you leave. That's not what you do. The assumption is that Kirk is going to be good enough to get by, and thus Jefferson is going to be happy. Do you think that Justin Jefferson, ultra-competitive dude, right? Do you think he's more competitive than me? Yes. Okay. Do you think he's more competitive than, than you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you think th- that he is more competitive than Steve? Probably than Steve, yes. I okay. would assume so. I don't if know you Steve, do, yes. then you know that Justin Jefferson is as sick is as sick of watching Kirk Cousins flail away as we all are. And before you say, well, look at all Jefferson's yards. Okay, go back and watch the games. And go back and watch what this team could do if it was built as a team instead of a collection of individuals. So he's going to be far more frustrated if they say, let's keep with the status quo because you've been putting up good stats, Justin. This is great. We love your stats. We don't care about wins. We care... So you're not going to go to him and say, Justin, we don't care about wins. You're going to say, Justin, we are building something here that can win a Super Bowl. And that is going to be a different direction. So he's not going to say, oh, oh, uh, no, you're keeping Kirk Cousins. So that conversation would be short, sweet, and could be cleared up. You know what? My guess, cleared up already. Yeah, I, I, this is an important person to keep happy long term for the Vikings. Uh, I don't think it will, it will fester into a dig situation, but you certainly can't rule that out. Uh, Percy Harvin got sick of this team for other reasons. Uh, Stefan Diggs got sick of the direction of this team for other reasons. Justin Jefferson's a polarizing player, and I agree. I, I don't think the, um, that you can just say, hey, we're going to punt on 2022, but I do think Jeff, Justin Jefferson, who has, yeah, bit his tongue per se, but also the way he has talked about Joe Burrow, for example, the way he has talked about Kirk Cousins are are in two different veins. So keeping him happy is very important. I can make a case he's the most important player to keep happy long term on the Vikings. Yes, and and what will make him um, frustrated and will drive him to leave is status quo. And so so now so now the thought process is this. Um, KOC is going to bring in a new offense that's going to bring out the best in Kirk, and it's going to be great. But I can tell you right now, Kirk might put up some great stats, but is he going to win? Because all Jefferson wants is to win a championship. He doesn't want to be like, oh, look at my stats. My stats are great. Diggs had that partially here and grew frustrated because he saw that, that things offensively weren't progressing. That was in large part because of how the offense was called. And it was also in part because he saw his quarterback wasn't a winner. Now, this does not mean that people hate Kirk Cousins. Oh, no, no, it does not. It does mean that if you just stick with Kirk, the status quo is going to become a problem. I can t- I guarantee that. I don't care what his stats are. It's going, I've seen enough. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a uh... Potentially a very festering bad issue if uh, the Vikings do not keep Justin Jefferson happy. Uh, this next comment from who I, I believe it's, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this, I shout you 99. Uh, why are people giving this team, which they shouldn't have, a free pass to fail next season? If the expectation for this team is to fail again next season, what would it even look like? Would it be due to poor coaching or unskilled players? Let's the pregame. Let's pregame the blame game 
from I Shout You 99. The depth of your franchise is not good right now. It's not good. You've got some very good players, but a few good players do not make a successful team. What makes a successful team is being good in, don't forget, three phases of football, offense, defense, special teams. Um, Zimmer said this, and it was a moment of truth, and it's a reflection of a huge problem. I believe he told Joe uh, Joe Schmidt last summer of Channel 5, I have like 26 players I trust. That, right, yeah. that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to. So you have a depth problem. You've got a 2021 draft class that you now have to basically go back and rediscover who can play and who can't. Uh, right now, you don't for certain have any starting corners. Peterson could be re-signed, but he is going to hit the market in March. Mackenzie Alexander, same thing, right? Dantzler, you don't necessarily trust. He's signed, but you don't trust him. Um, there is a lot of discovery going on. I think to go into 2022 and be like, this team should win. This team should win big. It's foolish. Don't forget, there are now seven seeds. The Philadelphia Eagles, in a very similar predicament, made the playoffs. So I'm not saying that you can't. What I'm saying is, if you want to make the playoffs, you might. Oh, goody. The Vikings make the playoffs, previous to Kirk, all the time. You want to win a championship, you got to build a team. And and this year-to-year thing of being like, well, well, now we'll be good. Now we'll be good. Now we'll be good. (laughs) How do you build a championship? I wanted, I said, going into 2021, no excuses. You know why? Because I wanted to put as much pressure on Rick, Kirk, and Mike as possible. Because there were, like their time was up. You either prove it or you don't. They failed, in my opinion, as a trio. I now want them all gone. Two-thirds are gone. I want Kirk gone, too. But it would be very unfair to to Quasi and O'Connell now to be like, same thing, no excuses. No, you get time to show me what you can do. That's why I'm not suggesting that that anybody go to Jefferson and say, hey, Justin, hey, come here a second. Yeah, what's up? Um, We want to be the Lions. We want to be the Detroit Lions. We want to be bad for as long as possible. And you'd be like, what? What? Why? I want out, right? But there's a difference between saying we want to be incompetent morons and saying this might take some time because we've got to get the formula right. Like there seems to be this weird thing about, well, they should win now. They should win now. No, they should win when they've been given proper time to marinate the roster. And then if they can't, they're gone. These guys now get some time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I believe it was DJS in our first off-season vent line episode, which you can find right here on this Purple Deal I heard YouTube it was, channel. I heard it was great. It was. It was a great show. We, I, had, we had three really great guests. Sources uh, told me it was really. Sources told me the host was. See, sources aces. watch. Sources watch Purple Daily. Sources told me the the host was aces. Uh, DJ, uh, who was the first time listener on Vikings Bentley, we appreciate DJ. He just discovered us a few months ago. He was sick of the other guys. He's come over to the dark side of the force or the light side of the force. I like the dark side more than the light side, but I'm not going to get into my Star Wars nerdum on this show. Uh, but he brought up that his number one goal for this off season, and it ties into Clark's question here is let Quazy put his thumbprint on this organization. Because Rick and Mike, mostly Rick, drafted what, Judd? Like 20-something players of the last two drafts. I think the Vikings have the most draft picks over the last two drafts. And and every year, it seems, immediately the, the first grade 
uh, from from people right after the draft, which sometimes isn't the right way to go about grading a draft. Says, wow, what a home run draft for Rick Spielman and the Vikings, right? A-plus draft. They got depth. They got skill. They have upside guys. They're going to be plugged and played. Well, it just seems like over the last two years, even though they've had all these draft picks, none of them have come on the field. So it, did that come down to... Did that come down to poor scouting from Rick? Did that come down to poor coaching from Mike? Was it really these players were just overanalyzing? Both DJ and Clark here, I think, bring up a good point. I think the number one goal for the 2022 Vikings is the self-discovery of the players that you have drafted from the last two drafts and what players you are going to draft this year that you can build around for future years of the Vikings. I think that's entirely fair. Yes, yes, that's what I want. You've got so... I feel like the 2020 draft class you've got at least a handle on now. The 2021 class, in in my opinion, as I've stated before, was sort of held hostage by Mike. Like, beyond Derrissaw, he largely just wouldn't play guys. He's like, ah, they're Rick's guys. I mean, the, the divide between those two was crystal clear. So, yes, I think Crazy and O'Connell need to be given time to ascertain what they have now. I think that's totally fair. I think that's right. It's why I keep saying it's not like I am suggesting that this team go one and sixteen now. I am suggesting that we all need to back off and understand. Like they if you're gonna throw out buzzwords, and sports loves this now, right? We're collaborating. Collaboration, culture, buzzwords mean time. Like, you don't walk into TCO and be like, all right, collaboration of culture, everybody on board. You got to fire some people. You got to make some changes. You got to bring in your people. Think about this. This is all a work in progress now. And like, the wheels don't turn. We're, we're so impatient. And I get why. But if you want to build a championship contender, patience is paramount. So we all think, well, why can't they win? I, I love these guys. This is why I always come back to this. Forget every player that you like, especially in football. Forget about them. Who cares about them? They're not important. What's important is the best team possible to win. Um, and, and I get it. Fans love certain players. Totally get that. But you got to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you don't care. Like, like if you want to say, I am an Adam Thielen fan. I got his jersey. It's a Vikings one. But if he goes and plays for the Patriots, I'm buying that one. You know what? Cool. That is your prerogative, and that's awesome. You are then a fan of said player. But if you're a fan of the team, attaching yourself to people, don't don't look at them as people. They're ne- they're players. They're players. And look, if they do great stuff outside, like if they go to see kids or build wings onto hospitals, that's awesome, and that's good. It's totally separate, though, of winning a championship. Now, perhaps that person being a good person helps in in the locker room. But, Dex, we have seen very community-oriented players in more sports than one who don't help there. Like, like they, they, they help kids, and that's awesome. But in the locker room, they don't help at all. In right. fact, they can cause problems. Yeah. So we need to drop this whole thing of, you know, well, I love this guy, and I get it. And kids, I, you know what? I'm, if you're an adult and you're a fan of the Vikings, divorce yourself from every player, if it has anything to do with the past, because that doesn't ensure future success. Unfortunately, guess what? Eight years or so from now, just, or if that, but let's say eight, Justin Jefferson 
completely expendable. And at some point in time, if he says, I am getting along in the tooth and it's been great here, time for a new contract, you're going to have to say, no, sorry, dude. Uh, the Raiders are great for you. Like, that's how you get success in sports. Cold-hearted, calculated decisions made on personnel. And, and let O'Connell, let him take care of the room, right? Hey, you guys got problems? Come to KOC. Quasi? You got to draw lines, man. Speaking of being uh, cold-hearted and calculated, well, mostly cold cans. What are, what are what are some of the cold things that you like to sip on over the weekend? I saw what you were sipping. Oh. I was I was with you on Saturday. You with were our with me on Daily Saturday. Listeners. In fact, I got some notes here on 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 that. Yes, yes, notes. exactly. Surly Brewing Hall. No, Co- I just want to talk courses? about what we did. No, I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the fun, the fun that, and you know, full disclosure, Mackie Judd. Well, Phil Phil moved to Seattle, but Mackie Judd and Declan, different ages. Yes, we, we don't really hang. We really don't. I mean, I think we get along not, really it, well. It, it, but And that's not odd because we don't want to hang, necessarily. I don't want to hang. Judd doesn't, but that's... Phil's in Seattle. Yeah. But, I mean, you're a young guy. You're out doing things. Yeah. I was at your age. Yeah. And, like, I'm 52. So, we don't really hang. So, it's not like, hey, we get together on weekends and we hit the bars and talk some sports. You know, we work well together, but we have separate lives. Not, not on Saturday, though. Surly Brewing Hall, we entertained, was it seven? Uh, it, was, it was about a dozen, Judd. Okay, a dozen. J- Judd, Judd can't, doesn't know people are counting. I don't really, no, I don't really count people. Uh, okay, we entertained a couple tables full of viewers and listeners. We got a tour from our, our friends Dave and Ben of I learned so the much. Hall, which I didn't know a ton yeah, about that place. <laughs> I mean, there was like like behind the scenes at Surly. Oh my God, tons of stuff, and and had a great time. And I believe that during the course of the evening, I had a couple of furiouses. Oh, I, uh, hell! I definitely had a I hell had a furious. Uh, I had a time warp. I had a rose. The rose at, at at the brew hall is delicious. I don't even like wine. Don like Don likes that too. Yep. Yeah, there's plenty of options. Don there. likes that that too. And so so here's the point though. So yes, you know what. Uh, go, go to the store and buy Furious and and Surly Brewing Hell. All th- those things I've been talking about this for a long time are great. But the Brew Hall, the Brew Hall is great. The Brew Hall has has more beers, a great variety of beers, fantastic. And if this sounds like fun, and you're like, "Damn, I wish I could have hung with Mackie and Judd and Declan." Got news for you. There's news coming up very shortly, I believe, about an event. At the Brew Hall, that's going to be great fun and is going to be a come one, come all event. Um, and so if you thought to yourself, I didn't get picked and I wish I was, I'm just going to tell you right now, we're going to do something at the Brew Hall that is going to be great fun, that is going to be tied in with the National Football League, loosely at least. So surly brewing, though, a good time had by all. Absolutely. Uh, next question here from Dreisky. He says, why are you guys so big on first-round picks? Uh, picks? Didn't the Rams Super Bowl win wake you up to over-talent over-picks? Picks are overrated. Uh, what, do, what do you think about oh. Drewski always, uh, us for clamor? You need a first-round pick for like Kirk that. and a first-round pick for Daniil. Like Why are point. we asking for picks here, Judd? Because, because picks are the lifeblood of improvement, and here's why. Especially first-round picks. Imagine this. Dreisky? 
Yes, Dreisky. Dreisky. D-R-E-S-Y-S-K-I. Dreisky, it's sports dad here. I'm sitting you down, and you've got a great point. I love your point, Dreisky. Imagine this. Imagine that you trade a a Cousins for a 2022 first-round pick, okay? Then the draft comes, and you wheel and deal. And let's say, Dex, that you spin off that first-round pick that you got for Kirk for a 2023 first and fifth or something, okay? Yep. Now you're compiling picks. And now Dreisky is saying, oh, Judd, come on. Rick Spielman, he pulled the same stunts. What are you, Rick Spielman? Uh-uh. Keep in mind, 23 has, we are told, and this is important, a quality quarterback class, right? Now in 23, I've got an, another first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, additionally, and my own first-round pick. I have the ability now to make some phone calls, depending on where I finish, to move up in the draft, don't I? And now I can get not a quarterback at, oh, good, I got one at 14. Oh, I got, I got one at 12. Christian Ponder, I just took him. Uh-uh, you can get up higher, perhaps within the top five. And it's going to cost you, but that's okay. Because we trust Quasi and KOC can find one. That's why. That's why. Um, Dreisky, though, I agree with I agree with the point about picks as a whole. Like the fact that Rick would trade back and I got uh two more sixth rounder. I'm with you on that. But getting picks to assemble, compile, and use as currency can be very smart. I agree. So this is why. But but the question's a great question. There is just an answer, and Rick didn't use it. Like I would have. And, and there was a time and place to trade those picks. Yes. And, and by the way, the Rams are probably going to be bad in like three years. Yeah, but they got their Super Bowl. But they got their Super Bowl. Exactly. So, so it, 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 it's going to be worth Well, and, and Dreisky, too. So where you nailed it is this one. And this was the problem in 18. And I love this question. Because in, was it in 19? Mm-hmm. So you went out and paid a lot for Kirk, okay? Yep. So you basically said, we are going to be good. Like, not sort of good, Super Bowl good. Now, you fell miserably short in 18. You didn't make the playoffs. But if I'm not mistaken, in 19, Jalen Ramsey demanded out of Jacksonville. And Collar and I both said at that time, get him. Get him. You need to make a run. Jalen Ramsey would give you what you need defensively. And, of course, the response is, well, you can't give up those picks. You leverage those picks with what makes sense. If you think that you're on the cusp of a Super Bowl, Dex, guess what you do? You trade those picks. If you're what the Vikings are going to be now, you stockpile picks, you trade veterans to get picks, to then trade those picks to move up in drafts. So um, the 2019 Vikings, for lack of a better term, largely pissed down their pant leg on what they should have done. Yeah. Which was once you got Kirk, you are in the deep end of that pool. So at that at that point, the question becomes, what can I do to do what the Rams did? And the Vikings were like, oh, no, we're still drafting pretty well, aren't we? No, you're not. You drafted Jeff Gladney in the first round in 2020. Mm-hmm. You were idiots. A couple pieces of reckless. reckless I'm worked up. Speculation. This show's got me worked up. I love, I love comments. Uh, a couple of reckless uh, speculation ideas. Bob says, trade Kirk to Pittsburgh. Draft Matt, is it Corral? 
Corral, right? I golden think, Corral. We, yeah, because I got a pronunciation. We got a that. note about this, and I believe it said it's pronounced like Golden Corral. Corral. So Matt Corral. Nice work, Dex. And let him battle it out with Mond to be the QB1 of the future. What do you think about that? Kirk to Pittsburgh. Reckless speculation. Draft Matt Corral somewhere in the draft. Let Matt Corral and Kellen Mond battle for the QB1 position in 2022. Uh, okay, here's what I'm going to say about that. I was convinced that Rick Spielman, and I think I was accurate, could not find a quarterback in the draft. He failed on Ponder, which is okay. It's going to happen. He got incredibly unlucky on Teddy. And after that, he just, in my opinion, got gun shy. I'm going to trust the Quasi and KOC have the ability to identify the proper quarterback. I What I have heard is that this draft class, aside from potentially the, the one kid, um, is not deep. It's not that good. If these two thought, okay, Matt Corral is the guy, that'd be different. If, But I'm going to trust them. I'm going to trust until they prove to me that they can't find one. And if they can't, they should quickly be fired. Um, but I am not going to, I'm going to allow for them to, to have the leeway to identify the proper QB. All I'm saying is don't be completely surprised if they if they push the pause button until 23. Which by the way, I'm fine with too. But I think that we we need to put as much trust in them as I didn't in Rick. Because Rick proved himself to be I don't want to say incompetent, but not real good at finding a quarterback in the draft. Let's hope that that among the things that the Vikings got right this time is they have found two people that can identify quarterbacks. Hugh says the new Kirk, or excuse me, the new coach, KLC, and Kirky are good buddies. I don't see Kirky getting traded. What do you think about Hugh's uh, speculation there that Kirk and KLC are actually going to work together? Uh, first of all, I don't know that that's the case. Um, I think that they they worked together for a year in Washington. Kirk comes from a tree in which KLC certainly knows Kirk as a player. Do I think that they're good friends? I have no clue. Um if Kirk Cousins' predicament is impacted greatly with a contract extension because he's friends with Kevin, I would fire the GM and coach tomorrow. That This is a pure business decision based on what you think the person can do as far as winning football games, um, based on what you think of his mental wiring. So, and keep in mind, and this is a good thing, I will continue to bang the drum on this one, if they're lying, I respect it. They should be lying. They should be. So don't ever think, see, for as much as we can sit here and say, well, Kevin O'Connell knows Kirk. It's perfect. That could be what's perfect. He knows him. If he knows him well, he might be like, I never want this guy to play a down for me. But what KLC is going to do publicly is say, I love him. So don't buy anything that you hear and read from the team itself. Don't buy everything. Buy all the reckless anything. speculation lifestyle is closer to the truth than <laughs> any sports executive is. It's true. They're never going to, they're always going to always do, do this run in the opposite direction of what they said. So if KOC is like, yeah, Kirk's going nowhere. We love this guy. Run to you're shopping him. It might not happen, but it's probably a better guess. Last one here from Kenny. 
I always bring a Judd comment to wrap up the You're show. You're just going to try. I'm already worked up. He says, Judd is so grumpy and negative, and Judd doesn't like anything. I think you like, uh, let me try to answer for you here. Yeah, I don't, thank you. Uh, Judd loves his dog, Stella. Stella's great. It's, it's a love-hate, but it's a love. It's mostly love. He gets disappointed with her sometimes. Well, she but, doesn't. She's very negative. Yes. And we butt heads a lot. Yeah, but but it's love. It comes from a place it's of, a power struggle. of love. Uh, Judd loves Surly Brewing and his weight loss with Livia. So those are two. And his chill boys. Um, yeah, you got three things right there. You got four. Uh, and f- I'll give fifth. Judd loves hockey. Judd love loves hockey. hockey. And, and don't forget Dawn. And Dawn. My wife of 30 Your years or 20 some years. I'm I can't sorry. Even remember. I'm sorry. Don't uh, forget Dawn. I will not forget oh, Dawn. You know I, I don't know how Dawn does it, but yes. Thursday night, the return of the original Law and Order. Clung, clung. I am so excited by that. You, If you want to see me excited, and I don't hate things, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win games in this godforsaken town. Oh, yeah, here we go. I forgot about this one. In the Minnesota sports media scene, mm. fans are represented by two different yet equally important groups. The homers who play with positivity and don't like to have fun, and the realists who prosecute the offenders and recklessly speculate. These are their ideas. We should use that more often. We need, I, I forgot I Bring made that, that back. I made that disclaimer like a year ago. Bring yeah, it back I think and play now, it. Now we have to play now Jack McCoy and the boys. Uh, Good to see Jack are, are, are back. back. Jack's, Jack's old, but I'm yeah. glad to see him back. All right, Judd will go on for another half hour about Law and Order takes if I don't stop him I got to go, go through the cast. Yeah, and it's a whole I, thing. I did that with Roscoe one, one time. I, I think it took most of a podcast for me to go through my... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. My favorite incarnation of the class. Put you back on the T. I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. Purple Daily. We read your comments. We support you seven days a week on this YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.